This is Script for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. Hey guys, welcome back. This is our part two of the church, and we're going to dive into um, a not-so-fun topic, a little messy topic of church hurt. We hope to speak to you through our experiences and encourage you and um, just give you some practical tips on how to deal with church hurt in your life. So let's get started. What's up, friends? Amanda here. And Kara. We are back with a challenging episode, I would say. I agree. I feel like we always say it's exciting. And I think we are... I don't want to say excited, but we're we're ready to get into this topic. It's been something yes. that's been on our minds since last season, mm-hmm. but there were some still some ongoing things, emotions, yes. feelings, um, situations we were still working through. Yeah, and living out. Mm-hmm. Word. Yes. So I was coming in hot. Mm-hmm. I know I was coming in hot. Yeah. With, so with the I feels. think we mentioned on the last episode that um, we've tried to have a conversation about church before Mm -hmm. and it was a little bit emotionally charged. Yes. And that's because we were walking through a little bit of, I don't want to say conflict. Um, We were just wrestling with church at that time. Well, yes. And so last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, we took a little, we took a little, Took a little breather. We had we have we had a lot of personal things going on, which I'm sure will be later episodes down the line because we've learned that when you're living it, you you probably shouldn't speak on it because right. emotions are high and things are are still going. But so we talked about big C church, little C church, just kind of unfolding some of that, some of what we've learned, and in that, um, brought it forth this episode where we wanted to speak on. Church hurt. Yes. Um, there's no hurt like church hurt, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because it's a it's a grouping of people that are all supposed to be Christ followers. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be walking in His image and following His um, lead and the way living like Him, and doesn't always work out that way because right. we're humans. Yeah. And so things get messy. We always talk about, I mean, that's our, in our introduction, like life is messy. And that's, that's a lot of why we want to have these conversations because we want to talk about the me- messiness and we don't want to put a, a shiny bow on it. This is like, it's, it's going to be bad, but smile and you're great. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of the church hurt. I mean, not to, but to lead into it is we're not coming from a standpoint of church is bad. No. We're actually coming from, like, we want to look into our experiences. This is what we've been through. Mm-hmm. We have been hurt. We have, we've done the things. We've been through the feelings. Yes. And we've come out on the other side still. We love the church. We have a heart for the church. Mm-hmm. The church is necessary. But, that being right. said, we need to address some of the the things that we put under. Yeah. Under. And so, like, I think what we wanted to do with this episode is share a little bit of our experience uh, of walking through church hurt and disappointment within the church 
and hopefully through that conversation encourage you guys a little bit and help you um, move past that because I think like you were saying a lot of times we get hurt and it makes us draw back from the mm. church it yes. pulls us out of community which is ultimately you know what God intended for his people yeah. is for us to live in community together yeah. and um, not to walk alone mm. like we really we're a part of a body we're meant to work and live together so when we allow church hurt to separate us and keep us we're outside the will of god that's where the devil wins yeah. that's exactly where he wants you and that's why he uses these situations and we're not always thinking of it that way mm -hmm. we're just thinking of how could that other christian person right. hurt me so bad and really it's i mean dark forces are at work all the time, mm -hmm. even within the church body. Like, let's just throw that out there right now. Like, there is no sign at the door that says that he can't come in. He's right. always in. He's always working on us. He's always trying to find those little, you know, um, oh my gosh, the words in my brain. He's always trying to find those, like, cracks and those, um, what's the word? Like those, oh my gosh. Foothold? No, or... but like those... Oh my gosh. Instead She's of United, unity, like to... those divisions. He's always okay. trying to find those divisions, those right. little places where it's kind of starting and he's trying to wedge himself in there, yeah. get a foothold, get a foothold in there and kind of just push, 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 right. push, push. And he's I've seen always, it in my own heart. Like, yeah, he's always it. working against the people of God. Yes. In community and individually. Mm -hmm. And so today we're speaking about yes, in community, how he draws us apart and. How he uses that against us. Yeah, and how we need to be aware of it. So, yeah. that being said, this is a, um, I don't want to say opinion-based, but it's experience-based. So really hear the heart that it comes from what we experienced. But also, like I said, it's, it's on the other side looking back and trying to reach you. Because I'm sure we could have taken a survey at the beginning and said, raise your hand if you've ever been hurt by somebody within the church. Mm. Somebody in your small group, Everybody. somebody that you volunteer beside, somebody that you, in leadership, like mm -hmm. raise your hand if you've ever been in the church and gone, yeah. ew, ow, that hurts. I'm yeah. uh, like. Everybody. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you've been in the church Within a certain period of time, I think everybody can yeah. raise their hand. And I think if you if you haven't been hurt, you have probably come across somebody that has said, oh, I don't go to that church anymore because X, Y, and Z. and such happened, right. And so whether it was directly at them or not, because I've known people like that too. Well, you know, I, this is what I heard happened, so we're out. And it's we're not here to make an excuse, but we're here to just keep it, like, an open mind and an open heart to God still working in the messy. Yeah. So on leading into that or mm -hmm. coming off of that, mm -hmm. um, you, Amanda, have mm -hmm. some pretty <laughs> good stories Yeah, <laughs> of church hurt. Um, as we were preparing, we were discussing church hurt and what yeah. has happened to us in our lives. And Amanda particularly has a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, we've talked about her background. She grew up within the church, mm -hmm. like deep within the church. So mm -hmm. she has history there. She has history within working in the church and being hurt within that. Mm -hmm. And um, and she's been hurt just by strangers within the church who didn't even know her. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I didn't even think of that, some of those. <laughs> um, fine. Which, I, so, anyways, you have a very good 
experience. A good experience. Not want to say good. <laughs> I have you all have the, I have all, yeah. And you've worked through this personally. Yes. And so you in particular, I, you know, I want to hear, we want to hear um, how this has played out in your life. Okay. All right. Yay. So I just, I'll start with like my, the one that always kind of comes to mind. Like when I started working in the church, I was like, we're not going to do that. Which was um, after I'd graduated college, I was living in Midland and I was kind of church hopping, trying to find where I fit, trying to find where I belong. Like Mm -hmm. my aunt went to a church and I kind of went with her some, and then she would like, she went to a church and then she also went to another church. Like just kind of enjoyed both, both of them. So sometimes we go to that other one together and I kind of, that's kind of where I got plugged in eventually, but not really plugged in, plugged in in the sense that I have been plugged in since then. But anyways, but I was kind of, I was just trying to figure it out. Right. Trying to find trying to find your place. Yeah. Which is always really uncomfortable to do. Mm-hmm. To go to new churches and yeah. new faces and new people. And I mean, but I was young and I hadn't really been through some of the stuff I've been through now. And I was just like, I'm up for it. I want like this. These are my people. I grew up in the church. And at that point, my view of it, like I look back now and I, I see little nuggets in my childhood that I'm like, whew, that wasn't good either. But I didn't know any better maybe. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this particular instance, I was visiting like the contemporary service of a, of a larger church that was, you know, kind of more, um, maybe traditional mm-hmm. and they, they got to where they like had their traditional services and then they'd add a contemporary service maybe at the same time or at a, a little bit of a later time so that to draw in, you know, to make the right. more modern worship and all the things. Um, so anyways, and I was standing there, had come in, you know, awkward all by myself, which again, it didn't bother me as much then, maybe after that moment it did, but somebody, they had the, you know, go turn, greet your neighbor, say mm-hmm. hi. And you know, so which you're most people always are, that's, that's, that's what they're wanting to avoid. Yes. They're like, that's the moment they're like, okay. Oh yeah. I'm when COVID happened, now. I was like, woohoo, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> And the church that we go to now does it. And I'm like, I don't like Back it. Back square one. Yes. Okay. So the person in front of me has the logo on like a polo shirt, has the logo for the church, turns around. I mean, she may have smiled at me, but like she reached around me to Ooh. talk to the person behind me and tell right. them good morning. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Catch up. Like... I mean, the person obviously moved to the side and they had their conversation, but they were mm-hmm. an aisle apart. Like, I was but between them. there was, like, them. no acknowledgement of you, a new face in the church whatsoever. Not really. I mean, definitely didn't feel like it. Was there eye contact? I don't... Don't remember too no. long ago? And I don't know that I was, you know, giving off the, like... But it was enough to make me feel like you're invisible. Mm-hmm. You don't really exist. Right. We don't know you. We don't really care to know you. And that is what I'm saying when I started working in the church is like, that is not good. Mm-hmm. We as church people should not be making anybody that walks through the doors feel like we don't know you and we don't want to know you. Mm-hmm. You don't belong here. You're not a part of us. You're not a part of our group. Yes. And we've talked about that in here about, you know, we have a friend that says the church is a good place to have a membership, to be yeah. a, like a good club to be a member mm-hmm. of. And in a sense, she's correct, because that's kind of why people flock to it, is to belong, to have a place that they belong to. Right. So people, like, we treat it more, like we talked about before, we treat it more like a social club yeah. sometimes. A club to belong to. 
and um, it can get very clickish. Yes. And and very inclusive, like mm, no outsiders welcome. Yeah. And I, I mean, not in all churches, of course. There are some awesome churches out there with that is less prevalent, but... Well, here's something that I've learned, too. In the belonging and the place to belong, that is not a bad thing. No. And even a quote-unquote social club is not necessarily wrong because these should be the people you want to be social with. Right. If you're wanting to be social at a bar, you're chasing the wrong thing. So being social with a group of people who are chasing Jesus is a very yeah. good thing. Yeah. But you said something... Um, just a second ago, you said, oh, it becomes very inclusive, inclusive and clickish. And the thing is, and you said there's probably churches that it doesn't, but I think even in the really good churches, they're always going to be oh, those yeah. people. I think people, I think we natu- naturally gravitate toward one another. Like, I think our eyes, we get distracted. Mm-hmm. Our eyes drift off of Jesus mm-hmm. and we, and we drift toward to our each other, Yeah, you know, and, and. Because we're community driven and we right. can see each other and touch each other and hug each other and be with each other where Jesus is, it's a, it's a community going out. Yeah. Instead of, not mm-hmm. just a community coming in, it's a community going out. And he's a farther off thing to feel all the time. Mm-hmm. So Fair. we focus on what, and mm, forgive me, but some people just suck sometimes. <laughs> like they just don't even realize that they're being. Yeah clicky people. Like when I started in my job, that was what I, I stood on the wall and literally observed that. And none of them were aware of what they were doing. Because when I brought it up, it was like, oh no, we would never. And I'm like, but you are, Mm -hmm. but you are when you're so busy in your conversation that when somebody walks in the door, that even if they've been here a time or two, you barely give them a glance, a smile, or here's your, here's your handout. Have a good, you know, Mm -hmm. have a good Sunday here. Good morning. Like good morning is Good morning. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you? Right. It's so good to see you again. Can I help you with but your I kids? Can I help you with your bags? Can I help so, you get to where you need to go? Like that's different than just hi, good morning. And I, I feel that in the church that we're going to now, it's, I, I feel it. I'm like, it's friendly, but you can tell like we've been assigned these positions in guest services or the help desk or what, whatever, whatever they call it, that you don't, it's so very hard for people to be welcoming and hospitable and open to mm-hmm. new people. Well, and I think what the real challenge is, we're going a little deep on this, but <laughs> just, just, just a little touch. I think what the real challenge is, is to um, approach people in that manner. You have to be vulnerable. Yeah. You have to be will- vulnerable of yourself, but also willing, willing to let there be some uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Because here's the thing, um, somebody who models this really well, it's a good friend of ours, hmm. currently our trainer. Yeah. Uh, yes. But he was our former pastor, so we're just going to call you out here, Jeremy. Come put his <laughs> name out here. If you know him, you know him. But he's an awesome guy. But he was our uh, pastor at our former church, and he was awesome at this, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, Hashtag at, goals. At people walking through the door, and especially if he didn't know them, making a point of asking them, who names, are you? What's your name? What brought you yeah. here? Like, tell me about yourself. And he and even always, owning, like, have I met you before? Yeah. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Like, he's really good. No, yes, agree. But you know, like, and I think in our in our culture and our society, and I'm speaking from experience here, I think we avoid that kind of interaction because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. My hands up right now because mine too. 
And I'm talking about the story that hurt me. Hashtag awkward. Yes. And that's it. And I just have to kind of like go into situations like you're going to be awkward. Just be awkward. It's okay. And I have learned and grown in that situation of that. I mean, and Jeremy would even probably in his head's popping up. Like I had a conversation with you about people saying that your face is not friendly because (laughs) you're like, I can't help my face. Well, I have, I have a, um, a WB. Oh. Face, a WBF, a working face. Like when I'm working, I look really unfriendly and really not oh, nice. If you know what it's not resting. Acronym means. Yes. Yes. But when I'm in the zone and I'm thinking yeah. and I'm in my head, I'm not really aware of, mm-hmm. hi, good morning. And I may say it like that, hi, good morning. <laughs> I mean to be friendly. Right. And I really had to put a conscious effort in that. And that was a conversation that like, I know what it feels like to come in and feel unwelcome. I'm letting parents walk up to me and feel unwelcome because I'm in my head and not. Yes. Yeah. So, again, and still, too. I think most of us, many of us can say that in that situation, we would feel the same, right? Mm -hmm. I know I certainly would. I've been like, wow, (laughs) I'm not welcome here. I don't want to be part of this group because obviously they don't see me. Yeah. They're not making an effort to even just say hi to me. Well, even today, like I walked up to a couple, they're not random. I know them, but I don't know them really well. I don't even know their kids' names. I don't even know her husband's name, if I'm honest. And I was just like, hey, we have a group and we're about to start this study if you want to come be a part of our group. And with like when I was walking, I was like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> like that is so not really in my character. Right. But... I do want to get to know people. I do want to welcome people in. And that has been something I've prayed to be better about. And possibly he's making me aware without making me aware. But anyways, it's just this one instance of church hurt where we just have to... I don't have a good practical tip. We really have to be aware. We really have to look around you. Next time you go into church, look around you. Not just at the people that you know and you're comfortable with because it's just it's it's habitual you just do you go towards the ones that you know and I I think my my somewhat practical tip would be if if you are in this situation or if you've been to a church where you've walked in and they've made you feel unwelcome I mean if, if the church like as a whole like nobody even acknowledged your presence may not be a healthy church to be a part of yeah maybe you should try somewhere else but at the same time um you know, keep in mind that this one person, this person that ignored mm-hmm. you or these people does not represent the entire body yeah. of Christ and that there's a lot of brokenness going on there underneath. Or maybe like in our situation, maybe there's just awkwardness mm-hmm. and shyness or maybe there's sometimes we are just we lived in such a self. I don't want to say obsessed, but we're so concerned with ourselves sometimes that it's hard to look past that and reach out to others. When I used to say this, like, sometimes, like, we would talk about some, like, you know, being more going. And, and somebody made the point one time that she was like, sometimes they just, like, they don't really want to be bothered. And yeah. I'm like, you, re- you read the room. Because there's some, there's some Oh, yeah, moms, some people, they don't want to be Moms out. are getting their kids in there, and they're going in, and they're like, don't touch me. This is yeah. my hour of nobody wanting yeah. anything from me, me getting a little bit of me. Right. Me and Jesus time. And so I think, I think growing up, um, my mom was one of those people. Like, she didn't want people coming up to her yeah. and, like, shaking her hand. Like, she wanted to be in the back and, like, nobody see her. Yeah. Because I'm that's, that's to you know, it's those. awkward. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to be in a new place. Mm-hmm. And so 
my, my, anyways, what I'm trying to say is if you've experienced this or if you will experience this, just keep trying and don't let it, don't let it get you down to where you give up on the church or yeah. give up on people. Yes. Agreed. So, yes. Yeah, so we have some places that are just general, I think, lack of awareness in the church. I think that's mm-hmm. really what that is, is realizing that we can get comfortable. We can kind of get stagnant where we are with our people and we can yeah. kind of forget what it feels like to be the new person. Oh, yeah. Forget what it feels like to feel unwelcome mm-hmm. and we need to do better. And, and this, I so think... this is more of a church hurt. Like it's on you, boo-boo, sitting there listening to us. If you go to church and you're not, if you're not engaging with those new people and it's mm. just, Hey, good morning. How are you? What brought you here? You know? And if you're super outgoing, take a step further. Can I take you for coffee? Like, would you like to get together? Cause a lot of people are just trying to find a place and, it, and, and they might not mesh with you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. but you can still be that person that they feel a little comfort to until they start finding new people and more people and getting plugged in. Just olive branch, you know, just throw yeah. it out there. Just be like, Hey, yeah, you can I come agree. sit by me. Yeah. I, um, um, you're speaking to me. You're speaking to the choir right now <laughs> because I'm not a particularly outgoing person. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm friendly, but I'm not typically one to approach a stranger and be like, hey, <laughs> let's be friends. Let's get to know one another. So, yeah, I, I feel personally some conviction about that, that I could make more of an effort to make people feel welcome. Same. And I feel like I'm still a visitor where we're going. Now yeah. I'm like, it's a little conviction on me. Like, why haven't I walked up to anybody and been like, hey, good morning. My name's Nana. What's your name? Okay, so on that, there are, there's, there is deeper um, church hurt. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure if I know how to really go about it because I feel like I would word vomit all of it. But I will say, and we can kind of talk, but I will say that it is no secret that I worked in a church. And if you're listening, you probably even know what church, although I'm not going to go there and I'm not going to try to get too detailed into it. But I, I, my, my experience when I started, started off so well, I was so pumped, so excited, so in. And then I started to see some like fractures in some places that I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. Ooh. And then it got, Ooh, Ooh, like yuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm an, I like to say I'm an observer. I'm a watcher. Like I like to watch things. I notice things that people don't particularly notice. So a lot of this is that kind of attention to detail and noticing things that other people don't or don't Mm -hmm. hold on to. I'm also an overthinker, so that's part of it too. But a lot of what it was, was just on one hand, it was a lot of seeing some lack of spiritual maturity Mm -hmm. in the people that I worked with. And we're talking people who are leading groups, who are leading volunteers, who are leading Sunday service, worship, all the things. Like, you name it. Like, we're... People in leadership um, lacking maturity. And would you say some accountability? Oh, yeah. That was my second one. So then we're (laughs) lacking a lot of accountability to our own, not only our own spiritual growth, because let's be real, the church is not responsible for my spiritual no. growth, nor but are they responsible you for yours. You should be held accountable for it, right? But yes, in a place of leadership, because here's the thing. This is what I learned as a leader. And I said it to one person one time who wanted to step out and lead a group. 
and they took it very badly like I was being mean. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. But here's the thing. When you're a leader in the church, <laughs> you get everybody's stuff. Yeah. Everybody's like, here. Yeah. I would get random people that didn't go to the church anymore. If I like ran into them, they were like vomiting their stuff yeah. on me. And I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> and, and in the one hand, it's great. It's fine. That's what I'm here for. I want to be a listening ear. I want to be a comfort. Right. I want to be a guide. I want to be a helper. That's, that's my personality, but it's also obviously what God has gifted me and put me in this position for. But on the other side of that, I learned in myself when I was lacking a spiritual depth, when I was Ooh. not relying on him for all of, all of my comfort and all of my just everything, all of this stuff they were piling on got really heavy and really a lot and oh, too yeah. much because I'm not made to handle it. I'm not God. Right. <laughs> and, and when we are not um, within the word, when we are not spending time with God, and when we're not growing and maturing spiritually, when people come to us, mm-hmm. we are often misleading them. Oh, if yeah. we are not plugged in the Holy Spirit, we are not going to point them the right way. We're not going to give them wisdom or, or words of... Um, encouragement that they need to hear like we're just going to lead them astray and like well in just in leadership when i say we and un- in leadership yeah. and unintentionally yeah no yeah but yes and that so that's part of it number one you're going to drown because mm-hmm. you're holding all of these emotional things and all of this stuff that you are ill-equipped to handle yeah. and the other side is yes you are potentially going to be making mistakes and saying things that you shouldn't say. You're going to be leading them. I know I certainly said and did some things, and I remember. I, think, I mean, in all stages, I think we all do that. Yes. But it, it you should still always be working towards growth and yes. maturity. And nobody's perfect. But, I mean, you're held accountable for yes. this. As leaders, we're held accountable to a, mm-hmm. a bigger degree. And so then that wise bald gentleman we mentioned earlier came in and he was my boss and I remember him calling me out on places and I was like you so mean and then I God really worked and in our in my heart and in our relationship for me to realize that he was just he was like I see you and I see that you mean well but like Mm -hmm. you're not doing well so we're gonna raise the bar and he was there and he was like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna be as a team working and seeking God together, we are going to be holding each other accountable. We are going to say the things that sometimes hurt to hear. He did. Mm -hmm. And we learned within a team to say it to each other, to be like, hey, I don't think that was, Mm -hmm. you know. But that's healthy accountability within leadership. Now we're talking about in my small little area where I was. (laughs) On the grander scale, because we were like a bigger organization, if you will. I was looking around and seeing... I mean, I was seeing, like, things on our church credit cards being charged for personal things that wasn't really being, like, it just, it's just happening. And it's fine. Because that, I mean, they were told, shame, shame, don't do that. And again, this is not a call-out thing. Because there were a couple of times that my card was on, like, my HEB account because I would order snacks and stuff that I would accidentally do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm taking a check and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm not ordering Christmas gifts hundreds of dollars worth of Christmas gifts on my church card. Right. And it not being a punishable offense Mm -hmm. because it's happened more than once. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
And again, like some of that's like, it's none of my business, but it where's the accountability there? Right. And I think a lot of people often within the church and just expanding on what you've seen is we often see like um, affairs just mm. kind of swept under the rug or um, in theft or fraud or mm. some kind, with the, which that's basically what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, um, you know, we, it's never addressed and not talking about casting people out of the church, but, but if you don't say anything when it's a small problem, that's when it becomes a big problem. Right. And it right. becomes this thing that like, we don't want to really address that it's wrong. Like that there, I'm not saying that person didn't pay it back cause I'm pretty sure they had to, but the, the fact that it happened multiple times and again, we have money issues. You know, we work at a church, we're not making tons of money and mm-hmm. people go through struggles and whatever, but like that needs to be addressed. Like you said, that's theft. Mm-hmm. Basically you're stealing from the church in order to afford your Christmas and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to remove your card from you until you can prove to us that you can, you know, right. or we can have some counseling. We can talk mm-hmm. about this and, and we can, we can re- rehabilitate and make some yeah. steps towards healthy spending habits. And yeah. that was just part of it. I oh, mean, I there there's, were... There's a lot that you could go into depth. Yeah, there were but, leadership. There were secret yeah. things. There were, you know, it was... It just... When you get into the the layers of a church, like you were... Like, mm-hmm. when you really are enmeshed in it, you start seeing the brokenness and the sin that comes with the broken people. That comes... Yeah. And, if a church isn't, if a body of a church, a body of people, the church, if they're not careful, it grows and it festers and it it just spreads out like a virus, like a fungus. Yeah. And it affects, it, it, it just... Well, all the people in it. Yeah. And so it just, oh, I don't even know. I, so we listened to a podcast and I'll put it in the link. It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. I, I recommend it. It was good. It was eye-opening. Yeah. But it, it was also, it was really good for me to hear as somebody who was going, who was actively walking through somebody who had worked in a church with leadership that you felt was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it's going to feel really icky for a while. And then like it gets to the end and it's people saying like, I wouldn't change what I went through when I was there, mm-hmm. even the bad, right. like, cause it brought me to where I was. And that's part of the light that I want to shed on all of this. I experienced extreme growth through my time yeah. at that church in ministry, working in a ministry. And honestly, I don't feel like that growth has stopped. Yeah. Like I feel like it lit a fire to make me work harder, to be a better leader, to be a better person. Um, I still hold frustrations in where I was mm-hmm. because, I mean, I have stepped out, but I has, have also stepped out as being a member of that church. Right. But I left behind people that I care a lot about. Yeah. And so it's very heartbreaking to know that. It's really hard, yeah. There was a there was a full lack of awareness that anything I I remember, and here's one thing you have to learn about churches is like, church people, ministry people, a lot of it is all they've ever done, mm-hmm. okay. And so I came in from having other jobs, had been a teacher, I had I'd worked in other environments, I've been a teacher in multiple schools too, which you know has given me different people to work around. 
So I'm sitting in, in, in meetings and they're talking about how healthy the church, church culture is. It's just so amazing to be a part of a team like this. And I'm looking at them like, huh? <laughs> We've got cliques. We got people who don't want to sit by people. We got people who can't even talk to people because mm-hmm. they deem them beneath them, or that's what it appears. We've got mm-hmm. leaders who only trust each other, who aren't even reaching out to say, like, hey, how are things in your ministry? How are things going with you? Mm-hmm. They're more about me mm-hmm. and my goals and my my what I look like as said person in said spot. Mm-hmm. And it was just very... I'm like, this is healthy. And it, from what I've heard and the conversations I've had from people who came from other places, other churches, it was like, we're talking leaders who are narcissistic and prideful. And so you're saying it was healthy. It was healthier than where they had come from. Okay. And that was like, but see, I don't, I wouldn't deem that as healthy though. No, just because it's better than it's healthier. And it's, but to them, it is healthy but I think it, because where it they came from. How well, truly, I mean, how widespread the toxicity, toxicity mm-hmm. within the church can be. Now, we're not speaking about perfection because you will never find perfection within a group of people. No, ever. Uh-uh. So, in any church, messy. Any group it's gonna of be people, messy. You're gonna find brokenness, and there's gonna issues are gonna arise. Yes. And so, never have such high expectations because. You'll never find a, a, a group, a body to be a part of if your expectation, expectations are so high. Yeah. But um, you said something earlier that I just wanted to, to point out. But you were talking about how heartbreaking it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that if for any of our listeners who have walked through church hurt, that is how they would describe it. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Because these are the people that you formed bond through Christ, you, you've formed bonds with them through Christ. And so when they betray you, when they falsely accuse you, when mm-hmm. they turn their backs on you, um, I know uh, my sister uh, has, she's experienced, it's, I wouldn't so much called it church hurt, but she's experienced hurt by um, believers. And I, when I say believers, I mean like, very involved in the church, like they are um, just good people, and they disagree with her life decisions, and they all but ignore her and don't look in her face, don't even look her in the eyes, don't talk to her, because she she has made decisions in her life that they don't agree with, and it's it breaks her heart because she is a believer, and. She used to have a really close relationship with this person, and and mm-hmm. they were just, they were just one of those people in the church. Like I don't know, yeah. you know, if you, especially if you're from a small town, there's just those people that are church people. Yeah. You see them at every church event, mm-hmm. and um, at at is at church every Sunday. She was one of those people. Point being, it's heartbreaking, and it yeah. broke my sister's heart, and it brought her to tears, um, to see people treat her like this within the church, mm-hmm. and so. If you've walked through this, it is heartbreaking, soul crushing, and it does it it does make you want to give up. Well, see, and so another story I was thinking of when you were talking about this, like in the just in the church hurt, we were a part of a small group um, at the church we went to before this one, and we were all like it was all good. I personally myself was in a really bad, bitter, ugly, mean spot. Okay, mm-hmm. own it, 
I can admit it. I wasn't so good at it then, but <laughs> since then. Um, and I have a struggle with gossip. And I gossiped no. about people in our group. And I shouldn't have. I should not have. And the way that they decided to deal with it was the one person found out, went to the other people and was like, what are we going to do about it? And they then decided to call me and my husband and be like, we all need to meet. Okay. Now, so I'm not exactly certain where it is, but there's some verses that says that if you and your brother have a problem, you're to go to them. Mm-hmm. Directly. And, one and on one. Yes. <laughs> and then... If that, and doesn't, if that work, doesn't work, you take one or two. Yes. Um, and you would approach them again. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work, you take it to church leadership, right? right. Like you take it to the an elders, elder yeah. to. And then if that doesn't work, then you say you we cut, cut ties. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this was my one-on-one, I guess, and it was basically a confrontation of you did something bad, and we're all sitting here looking at you like, why did you do something bad? And you can ask my husband, like it was. One of the worst moments I've ever experienced because they're all looking at me like I'm the worst person ever and I'm on trial and how dare you. And like I apologized and at first I was like, uh, because nobody ever like when you do something wrong, everyone wants to be like, yeah, that was me. I screwed up. My bad. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. I did come to a place of owning it, but also I was like it again. I'm not going to point fingers. There was a big struggle in me. But after that moment, our whole group kind of dissipated because I no longer felt like I could trust these people. And they obviously felt the same. There was no actual resolution to it. Mm -hmm. Now, had the women maybe gotten together with just me, it would have felt a little less attacky. But they got the whole group, the husbands, husbands, some of them didn't even know what was what we were there to talk about. And some of them did. But it was obvious that like his wife came home and was like, so then again, we have another problem of this should not be happening. The one Mm. person that heard the rumor that heard that I was saying the stuff should have come directly to me and said, okay, it got back to me that you're talking about. And it wasn't her necessarily that I was talking about. It was somebody else, but she should have said, I know about it. Mm -hmm. And, and this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And now I think you need to go to that person and apologize and let them know what you did. Or, or we're going to have to like, we're going to have to go beyond this. But instead it became, she went to another, another, another woman in the group. And then those they got together with the other two women. And so it was the four of them and their husbands against me and my husband. And like the fact that I've gotten my husband back in a small group after that is really surprising because he was like, Oh no, because also I'm his wife and he's listening to, and you know, on the one hand, he's like, you did it. So I can't defend you. But on the other hand, like she didn't deserve this. She didn't ask for this. She wasn't trying to be this. And again, on this side of it, I have written apology notes to all of them. I can own the, the really ugly, bitter place I was in in my life that, that made me talk about people, that made right. me that. I was also in the company of two women who kind of spurred it on, mm-hmm. then turned around and told them, see see, see the problem here, then mm-hmm. turned around and told them, these are also women involved in the church, you know. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is the commonality is it's very common in church to find yourself in places that are hurtful and that are wrong and that are really hard to muddle through and deal with, mm-hmm. whether you're working in it, looking at corrupt leaders and thinking, oh my gosh, or whether you're not working in it and you're looking at corrupt leaders and you're like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. 
I think part of it is leaning into, um, leaning into Jesus, leaning into God and, and seeking some comfort there and, and saying, help, right. how do I navigate this? Cause that's where I got, I was like, I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. but I am struggling. My soul is aching inside. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you need to leave. Yeah. You need to leave. It was unhealthy for me. I was experiencing extreme burnout because I myself have some boundaries and working too much, but also because they were like, you want to do it? We're going to give you all the things to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy in a church. It's not okay. But they always say ministry will take everything you'll give. Um, but also the other thing is not being afraid to kind of say, hey, we have an, we have an issue. Mm-hmm. You hurt my feelings when you said this. Right. Or I saw what you did in that position and I have some questions because mm-hmm. I don't know that I don't look here in my Bible. It says that we should love people who have different choices than us. And in my Bible, it says that Jesus sat with sinners and I'm speaking on this stuff mm-hmm. with your, your sister. Like he, he sought those people out to yeah. love them, yeah, to make a way for them. And you're closing the door. Mm-hmm. And you're making a stand and saying, it's wrong, you're out. Yeah. And we do that a lot in the church. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, I think a lot of what we're trying to say here in the church hurt part is if you've been hurt, we want to encourage you that there is a place for you. Mm-hmm. And if that church hurt was so deep and so bad where you were, it's not a bad thing to step away. One thing I do want to say in that is I want you to do a little, like, survey of, about yourself. Just kind of question yourself in, is it just me being offended? Is it just me being puffed up with pride? Because mm-hmm. that happens, yeah. And that was something that you and I have just recently walked through as we stepped out, was really had to, like, sit with God and say, okay, is this just me ha- holding on to my things? Right. Wouldn't but, you say? Sometimes it's, you know, like offense you know we get offended and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like things just aren't going the way that we like it Mm -hmm. and we just disagree and that's a lot of times that's pride coming out and yeah I mean we're human I think we all have these moments where that kind of stuff arises yeah and I think for me personally I remember walking in one day and it was a lot it was several times but this particular time there was just it was like a wind hit me and it was just like, I don't belong here anymore. Like it was like, I was trying to fight to stay, trying Mm -hmm. to fight to make a place, trying to fight to be. And it was like, God was like, no, you can go. And I did, because you have all these conversations with people, and the, are you just being offended? Is it just because I want yeah, my own way? Is it because like, why? This? Why did you? Yeah. Move? What happened? And, and, and oh, a church hopper, and all the all the all the negative well, associations that come along with it. Yeah, and I, I want to say, like, if you've been in a church, if you are currently in a church that where some in, in some way or another you've been hurt by one person, by a group of people, by leadership. You, I mean, definitely before you step out and you're just like, peace, I'm mm-hmm. going, bye. Definitely sit with God and ask, you know, ask him where he wants you to be. Because mm-hmm. sometimes he will tell you to stay. Mm-hmm. And that is the hard part. Because sometimes it's something he wants to do in you. 
or something he wants to do through you yeah. in that church. And that's not an easy, it's not an easy place to sit there because both Amanda and I, and I have been in that situation. Yeah. You just told your end of it. Mine was totally different yeah. kind of situation. I wasn't experiencing church hurt so much as I was experiencing disappointment within the church. And when I mean disappointment, they didn't do anything against me, but I was seeing the brokenness. I was seeing the um, defects within leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, the way um, I was seeing the way we were headed, and I'm like, this doesn't align yeah. with... Um, I mean, to me, it, it didn't align biblically with God's heart. And in some ways, not always. I'm not saying they were like um, heresy or <laughs> blasphemous or anything say, like they that. They were heretics. But, but I'm like, I don't think I can align myself here any longer if they're not aligning themselves biblically. Yeah. Anyways, point but, being, um, so my transition out of that particular church was totally different. Yeah. Because it wasn't from a place of hurt. But it was really uncomfortable for a few months when God was working on my heart. And even after he told me to step out for a little while, it didn't feel good. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I To me, it wasn't like a... Yeah, she's like, I think I'm going to go back. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, it, it, I'm done. <laughs> it is still, I'm not going to lie, even now, um, it's hard. goodness, six months later, um, I, I still love the people of that church. I still have very fond memories and fond feelings towards that church. I miss them so badly but, sometimes. Yes, but, you know, it, it's all obedience to God. Mm -hmm. If he's leading you out or if he's telling you to stay, there's a reason. So all this point being, like, if you are within the church and you're experiencing church hurt, hurt or disappointment within the church, go to God first. Yeah. Go to him first. And then if you need help, go to trusted leadership. Yeah. Go to a trusted advisor who, like Jeremy, you need, you need, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we got his like, number. He's like, stop it. Out. But really, find somebody that you can trust, someone to pray with you and yeah. give you wise counsel. Not somebody who's going to be like, that's right, you should leave. Get well, even us. Like, not that we're some holy wise, but like, we've just kind of, we've been through it. And so we're here. And like I said before, when we started, we are pro-church. Mm -hmm. We are for the church. Yes. We are still for the church yes. that we left. Like, I want them super successful. I love when people are like, well, this changed and this is, I'm like, and yes. Good. And they're like, yeah, it's going great. And I'm like, yeah. Does it make me awesome. does it pull me back no because god pulled me out and that's some yeah. of it too is is you said like sometimes god will keep you there y'all he kept me there for two and a half years mm -hmm. when i was like i'm done and he's yeah. like no you're not in the form of jeremy who was like i don't think he's done yet and mm -hmm. i'm like you don't know i don't even think you talk to god no i'm just kidding i know he talks so, to god like way more than oh, yeah. i do but and that's soap, sandpaper. We've talked about yeah. it before. Sometimes they are refining your edges. They are growing it. Like I said, I've experienced a tremendous amount of growth. And that was even despite accountability or even solid leadership at all times. Mm -hmm. It was in spite of that because God can work even in the yucky situations. And I think that's right. something you ha we have to zone in on here is even in the church hurt, God is still working on your heart. If you are sitting and you're like, I don't even go to church because those fools are mean. Because <laughs> sometimes they are. That is okay. God is waiting. He is working. He is, he, these words are being spoken directly to you for you to hear. Right. Sorry. Hear 
mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains of church hurt. Like, I, y'all, I have a moment in my childhood that I, I didn't even know happened, but I'm going to, I'm just going to go there and it's brief, but when my parents were experiencing their issues, when my mom decided to leave, my, my dad went to their, our pastor. I mean, I'm telling you, I've literally been going to church since I was tiny, 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 because I was seven when my parents got divorced. And we'd been a part of this church since I was four when we moved to Sterling City. And that pastor told him, you just need to let her go. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to counsel you. You wow. need to let her leave. Wow. Y'all, my parents might have could have salvaged a relationship had he decided to 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 help. And Am I correct? Your dad left the church after that? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. My said- dad did not go to church, like, almost ever. Very oh, rarely wow. he would go because I was singing or because, you right. know, I was giving my testimony. Like, wow. But even then, it was like pulling teeth to get him to go. And I understand it now. I mean, he read his Bible every day. I still, like, the red Bible that he carried but with him, like... what he missed out on mm-hmm. within the community of, of God because of one person. Yeah. What and what my sister and I missed out on, having yeah. a father who was yeah, a part exactly. of the church with us. And, and what their relationship with their marriage could have been. And... And that's it too. Like, and not all couples are meant to be together and maybe they would have not, but I do know that there was a lot of brokenness in both of my parents going into the marriage that was never given solid wise counsel to say, Hey, you know, like you're holding on to childhood this and you're holding on to the, and like, you know, just in thinking of like the ways that Christian people have spoken into my marriage because marriage is incredibly difficult if you aren't aware. So just knowing from that perspective, it's not that that is saying they would or wouldn't have gotten divorced. I'm not laying that on his shoulders, but it definitely was a place for somebody in church leadership to step up and say, yes, I'm going to walk hand in hand with both of you Mm -hmm. through this. We are going to try to figure it out. We are going to try to reconcile your marriage instead of saying, no, let her go. And I mean, so yeah, like if you're sitting, I'm telling you, I have felt it. Mm-hmm. I feel it, but I'm still yay God, yay church because yeah. the church is, it's what we have. Yeah. And so on that note, I just want to say that if you're ever in doubt of what you should do, I just want to say that God's will is always towards unity and mm. is always towards peace. Yeah. So seek unity and seek peace. Seek reconciliation to the best of your efforts. And I mean, uh, take it to God and and allow him to give you wisdom and walk with you through that. But sometimes for the sake of unity, for the sake of peace, we do have to step out. And sometimes we do have to stay and work on things. But I I think often we're confused. We don't know how to to address the situation. We don't know where to go from there. And so that's just what I wanted to say. Like, if you're ever confused that those are two good places to start unity and peace yes so i i don't know i hope that we've been encouraging um to you and again like we are this isn't this is just to start up conversation and we may come back around we haven't talked about the next episode we may not be done with church i think there's so much to be said and really it's just i want to be real with y'all it's been messy um, and this is also letting you in on a segment of our life that was just recent mm-hmm. that we're still kind of, you know, it's still real, it's, 
I don't say an open wound, but it's still a fresh wound. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not easy. It's it is incredibly difficult to walk through, and so um, if you're in that place, reach out to us. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to offer some encouragement. And uh, it's one hard. thing, and you, I mean, you said take it to God. One thing I want to say, I want to encourage is don't hold on to it. Yeah, like it can be very easy to hold on to those places. It, it festers, right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, just gave you a whole <laughs> and I mean, whole like, it, gamut it's of really things. Easy. We said this was the beginning to to take those situations and allow it to pull you out of the church, mm-hmm. like your dad, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's you are holding yourself back, you know, in, in your growth, in your spiritual walk, in what God wants to do in and through mm-hmm. your life when you're not a part of the church body. Yes, and you're also like the church needs you. Yeah. You are a functioning member of the body. It's like... You, you know, are equipped with unique gifts exactly. and unique talents that are meant to fit in there somewhere. Exactly. And, and the Bible, um, you know, likens it to like like an actual human body. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're a hand, you are very much needed. If, if you're an organ, if you're a nose, an ear, a foot, you are needed to function within the church. So you're meant to be within the church. Like we're never meant to... Um, walk through this life alone. And I think a lot of believers have gotten in that mindset, like, I don't need the church. Yeah. I don't need, I mean, I can be a believer and I don't have to be a part of a church. Like, I don't have to be in. I saw, I heard, it was a commercial or something. They were like, I was doing, oh no, he said it today. He was like, I was doing church just fine on my own. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need to come be a part of this. And, yeah. you know, it's laughable because you can't. You no. can't. And, and scripture does not back that up at all. Like, there's no scripture that says, you can walk through this life without yeah. being plugged in to a body of believers. Like, you don't have to be a part of a denomination. You don't even have to be in a building. But you do need to be part of a in group a of believers. Yeah. And then more than just like, yeah, i got friends or believers. No, not, not just that. Like, y'all need to come together. A weekly intentional gathering, gathering focused yes. on Christ and worship and, and learning and the, community. and yeah, scripture worship, mm-hmm. uh, corporate worship. I mean, we talked about it last week in the Acts 2 church. Like, you yeah. need to be in some type of Acts 2 church that is, is their goal is seeking, learning, growing, community, mm-hmm. reaching others, reaching yeah. out. Like, that's that's yeah. the end goal. So, yes. I hope we... Yeah, I hope we encourage you guys a little bit and let you know that you're not alone. Mm. That you don't have to stay in this place of hurt. Mm-hmm. And separation. Yeah. And we hope that you're not there, but if you are, it's not too late. You know, there you there's still hope for healing and there's hope for reconciliation and, and hope for a place where you belong. Yes. Like you still belong to the body of Christ. You still belong to the church. And Even we hope when that you're you know sitting that. at home on your couch. <laughs> you're still a part. Yeah. Even even though you're still in your hurt and you're trying to get over it. It's mm-hmm. okay. He still loves you and so do they. Mm-hmm. You just haven't, you know. You're going to find the right place. So on that note, we're here for you. Yeah. Again, we've said reach out because, you know, sometimes you don't know where to turn and sometimes you don't know how to get over the hurt and that's mm-hmm. okay. Been there too. Yeah. Not in church hurt in particular, but in other hurt situations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know how to get over it and sometimes you just need somebody to listen and sometimes you need somebody to give you those little nuggets that kind of nudge you forward yeah. that God's speaking through them to you. So yeah. we're here for you. So, yeah, we said we're not sure what we're doing next week yet. No, not yet. 
It's a surprise. Let's just say that. It's a Ooh. surprise, guys. Tune in for a super secret surprise <laughs> episode. Y'all forget that we just said we don't know what we're but, talking about. It's a some, surprise. Yeah. For us, too. Yeah. We're going to put some suspense in there. What's it going to be? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Not even us. So you don't have to turn up to find out. <laughs> we love you guys. Yes. Thank you for being here. And we'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, we had somewhat of a hard conversation about church hurt and church disappointment. And we know that there's so many out there who have walked through this or are walking through this. So we hope that we hope this conversation has encouraged you and given you some tips to uh, to work this out in your life and to lead you forward and, and back to the church ultimately. So if you did enjoy this episode, we ask that you would go and subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps um, to get us out there for others to find our podcast. We also ask that you guys connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Grit for Glory. We really want to uh, build a community and get to know you guys and we would really appreciate it if you just reached out to us. Um, join us again next week uh, where what we're gonna be speaking on is a little bit of surprise, a little bit of a mystery. But um, we can't wait to, to get started on that. And so join us again next week.